get a little pause because I've noticed when I make that transition, our audio gets a little messed up there. So, hey, welcome back to hey, Resistance welcome. Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's headline news night now. We would be and would have been on Brighteon.tv live, except for I think that the producers over there deserve a four-day weekend, right? So they're yeah. at home eating turkey stuff in their faces. And we're here live in studio at 7, but we did a rerun on Brighty on TV. So we're going to try to jam-pack two hours worth of news in like maybe an hour and a half here tonight in our 7 o'clock <sighs> slot. We're going to make it happen. We are going to make it happen. You know, Kanye West, God love this man who uh, goes to Trump, has a conversation with Trump, and uh, like, Trump boy, you want to be my VP? The arrogance of Kanye West confidence uh what are other adjectives to describe him ego bold uh and so we're going to talk about that a little bit later probably not on facebook because there's stuff about that story which believe it or not can't be aired on facebook so that'll be at the end of our show we'll make you hop over to our rumble live stream if you're not following us on rumble please do so because you never know when your days are numbered on a social media account like twitter you have been kicked off of twitter twice now and uh, Elon Musk it has done a poll, and we're going to talk about this, saying, hey, should we have amnesty for everyone? Bring them all back. I had a vision I should have brought down, a, a dream, actually, about the superheroes, all of us being unfrozen. Was in Alex a, Jones unfrozen? Alex Jones was unfrozen in my dream. I'm pretty sure about that. And because this goes back like three years, I didn't know what it meant because this was before we were all kicked off of the platforms. This is before we were kicked off of YouTube. So this is an amazing dream. So we will find out... Um, What's going to happen with that tonight? Also, Balenciaga. Balenciaga. How do you even Balenciaga. say it? Balenciaga's BDSM bondage teddy bear with Balenciaga. children. We're going to talk about that. You know, you know what's so ironic and, and interesting to me? We can talk about teddy bears in bondage with children holding them on Facebook without any fear of reprisal. And I just think that that's hilarious. So before we get into today's show, I want to kick off by saying God bless Mike Lindell because they are doing a Black Friday sale. Now, I don't know why the sale is not showing up on our landing page, but if you use our promo code, you still get the deals. So for today, I want to encourage all of you guys to be going to uh, MyPillow.com. Oh, no, let me get rid of my little Thanksgiving thing there. MyPillow.com. You don't have to go forward slash RC or forward slash resistance or any of that. Just go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code RC. The towels are the six-piece towel set. I'm going to be ordering like eight of these for Christmas presents. Are $29.99 right now. And those adorable hats that I shared this week are half off. The the hats that you and I wear all the time, the, the slouch hats. hats, they have scarves now, which we're going to have to get. Okay, because they're also on sale. They've got stuff on there right now that is up to 90% off on a couple of things. And then other things are, are way, way, way discounted. So I want to encourage you guys, it's Black Friday. I don't know how long their Black Friday sale is going to last, but if you wanted towels that's the thing on there right now the towels and the giza dream sheets 
are crazy cheap. The Giza Dream Sheets are $29.99 for their Black Friday sale. So go to or go to mypillow.com, just mypillow.com. I don't know why the sales are not on our landing page, but our promo code does work, RC. Today is Black Friday. You don't have to leave your house. You can be doing this while you're listening to our program tonight. You should. Actually, so you should. So while we're waiting for everybody to get her, Tracy here on Facebook says, Hello, ladies. Good to see you. I had a strange dream about you. Well, Tracy, I hope it was a good one. I don't know. I mean, if we're coming up as like Loch Ness monsters out of, you know, some sort of sea, not a great one. We also have a mail call we're going to do today. We're going to spread some of these things out. We're going to, so they're not all in one spot. We'll open a package or a letter that we have. And so I'm really excited about that. So without further ado, Leah, take it away. Which story do we want to hit first? Well, um, this is a really disturbing uh, story, and so we're going to, I'm going to let Tucker kind of, um, and I have a, a video up, kind of go over a little bit of this Balenciaga perversion. I don't know exactly what you, you call it. Um, if you do your own uh, deep dive into uh, the, like, Twitter universe for it, um you can get more there's it i didn't retweet some of the stuff but it turns out that this particular um i thought i brought it up didn't i bring it up Where's is it a tucker there he is is that nope, it that's nope, not that's it not it um, this is a brand that all of the hollywood elite mm -hmm. nicole kidman and then kim kardashian they're, they're constantly talking about this brand with like a $1,000 sweatshirt, like you said in today's description, that most of us have never heard of this company because most of us are shopping at Kohl's. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's yeah. buying a $1,000 sweatshirt. $1,000 is our entire Christmas budget. Okay? Like, and so this brand, which I have heard Kanye West talk about before, and it's a name that is just so foreign to us. We don't... This is... When I was a kid, it was Saks Fifth Avenue, Macy's, kind of the upper brands, but at least we had heard of them. Mm -hmm. These are so expensive that no one knows what they are. So why on earth are they advertising with a child holding a teddy bear in bondage gear to start with? Yeah. Why it, are they selling this teddy bear? They're selling the teddy bear. They're selling this teddy bear. Yeah. Right, do okay. you have the clip up? I do have two clips up. Yeah. All right. Can I come off of this one? We'll come I off think of this so. one. This is just absolutely insane. All right, so we've got two. You want me to go to yeah. the gays against groomers? Yeah. Are we allowed to play that on Facebook? I hope so. It's against grooming, by the way. There is a lot happening with Balenciaga right now, and it literally just keeps getting worse. So if you're unaware, Balenciaga, the big brand, released an ad featuring children holding teddy bears that were dressed in bondage. Now, for good reason, this sparked outrage because it's completely inappropriate. But what this did was it opened up the Pandora's box of how completely grotesque this company is. When you dig deep into their other product advertisements, there are subtle hints of pedophilia and child exploitation in almost all of them. If you think this is just a picture of a Balenciaga bag, you're wrong because down here, there's a reference to a court case that was ruled in favor of virtual child you-know-what. Oh, but that just might be a coincidence. Now, while you may want to believe that's true, do you know how many eyes are on product placement for a brand like Balenciaga? Not to mention, there's more. This picture here might just be somebody sitting at their desk in New York City, right? Wrong. What are these books here? Who is Michael Borman and why is his book featured in a Balenciaga ad? It must be a good book. Wrong. It's a book that depicts child exploitation. There are horrific depictions of nude children in this book that Google can't even show them. 
Now I know this is a lot to take in, but we're still not done. This photo here, he's got a nice outfit on, good looking model. But who is this here? John Philip Fisher. Hmm. Couldn't be the same man that was accused of molesting his granddaughter at four years old. Now I know I'm gonna get called a conspiracy theorist for this because we already are. Multiple news outlets are saying that this Balenciaga issue is a wild conspiracy theory. But if it was a conspiracy theory, why would Balenciaga apologize for it? They literally issued a statement apologizing for their photo shoots. So clearly this is not a conspiracy theory since Balenciaga admitted fault. But you see, an apology, it isn't enough. We know how many eyes are on product placement. We need to know why this was allowed. And don't confuse this for cancel culture. This is children that we're talking about. Yeah, that was really well said. Yeah, and honestly, um, the there the books that were on that desk, um, I watched some of the books. They have children. They have cannibalism. Oh, they have like a child like with a bloody arm off, like just standing there looking at his arm. Like off. why? Be why do you think? exactly? Exactly. All right, let's. But it's not just the sexual mutilation of children in hospitals. This is part of a larger trend, and the trend is this: adults crossing the line, and it has always been a bright line, into deep involvement with the sexuality of children. That has always been, and must in a civilized society, always be the most forbidden thing. It's considered unacceptable even among prison inmates. But now it seems to be growing in its prevalence. Consider the latest ad for the clothing brand Balenciaga. This was just uploaded on Instagram. As you can see, the photo shoot they're using to sell their products features a young girl holding a teddy bear in a bondage outfit. Then, in case you missed the point, the photo shoot also contains this image. It shows several documents. Most of them aren't visible, but what you can see when you zoom in, and of course the point is that you see it, is a reference to a U.S. Supreme Court case called Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition. That case struck down a law against kiddie porn. What is this? Well, it is what it appears to be. It's an endorsement of kiddie porn, of child pornography. What else could it be? We wanted to know. So we reached out today to Balenciaga to get their explanation, and they didn't respond. So we're going to have to take that on face value and ask, where's the moral outrage? We have an entire industry uh, in this country comprised of moral outrage merchants. If you've ever been on Twitter, you know what we mean. Truly, an entire sector of our economy is devoted to attacking people for falling short of the mark. And here is a high-end retailer promoting kiddie porn in an ad on Instagram, and nobody notices. There's no boycott. There's no front-page New York Times editorial against it. And, of course, Instagram let the advertisement run, endorsing kiddie porn. And, by the way, if you have an alternate explanation for what this was, let us know. A child with a teddy bear in a bondage outfit and a Supreme Court decision striking down a kiddie porn law displayed on the table? What is that? Are we jumping to conclusions? Don't think so. It is what it appears to be. It's right in your face and no one's saying anything. Again, Instagram had no problem with this. Until Elon Musk took over Twitter, Twitter allowed hashtags that explicitly linked to child pornography. Nobody said anything because crimes against children are no big deal. It's thought crimes that are the real crimes. So if you said something about it, if you were libs of TikTok and said, wait a second, this seems to be abetting child molestation, which of course, that's what it's doing. You were instantly booted off Twitter. But the links to kitty porn, they're still there. Well, now they've been deleted. Thank God. That's one improvement. So all of this has been happening out in the open, but NBC News hasn't bothered to report on any of it. Where is their report tonight on Balenciaga pushing kitty porn in an Instagram ad? No. 
They're reserving all their energy to attack you for noticing. You're a stochastic terrorist if you point it out. And you need to be censored. Watch. Content moderation is a hard task. Um, what we know is that Twitter and, and where the bulk of this information is right now, because that's where the biggest accounts like Matt Walsh um, and Libs of TikTok again, where they sort of post this stuff. Um, what's being done? Well, two days ago, we know that Elon Musk, who owns Twitter now, he just reversed the policy that Twitter did have against targeting and harassment of LGBTQ people, against misgendering transgender people. So here you have people mutilating the genitals of children, running ads on Instagram, promoting kitty porn. And there's Brandy Zadrozny on NBC News She's not attacking them. She's attacking anyone who notices and accusing them of attacking gay people. Once again, this has nothing to do with gay people. This is an attack on the sexual fixation on and mutilation of the genitals of children pushing kitty porn. There's nothing to do with gay people. That's an offense against anyone's definition of decency and she's effectively defending it and they all are. You're not allowed to notice it or else you're committing violence. You're complicit in mass murder. Well, the people who are doing these things are fine. No one attacks them. It's really, it's really strange um, where all this is going. Tucker did a follow-up the next day, and then there were more ads that came out where people found even more in the placement, past, right? Yeah, where um, they've been consistently doing this. Yeah, and I was like, turn, and I was like, I'm not going to bring those up. But what I will talk about is how. Kim Kardashian, uh, model Bella Hadid, and actress Nicole Kidman, Kidman are among celebrities being slammed on social media for their silence on this creepy uh, BDSM-themed child ads. Um, why do you have a teddy bear that is in bondage here anyways? Because teddy bears only go with, they go with children. Right. And so you're only being childlike or, or there's only, there's no reason for it. Yeah. Right? Uh, fans are calling for, for these three uh, to condemn the luxury fashion brands as serving ads featuring children holding teddy bears. Um, so a Balenciaga uh, ended up wiping its entire Instagram account after facing a barrage of online backlash. Meanwhile, the brand insists it's it scrubbed its social media because, quote, Balenciaga's Instagram is periodically wiped after each campaign. <laughs> uh, and actually, they probably should be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Amid the backlash, Shadid appeared to post and then delete an Instagram uh, carousel that featured several photos of her recent Balenciaga campaign. Thank you for deleting that other post, one social media user wrote in the comment section of her most recent Instagram post. But while, but while some fans have been thanking her for deleting the pictures, others have been calling up uh, uh, to, uh, asking them to condemn this fashion house. Speak on Balenci. Uh, every out of everyone, I would expect you to stand up and use your platform. They can't. These people are making millions of dollars. They love this fashion brand. Mm -hmm. They want to wear it. They want to. They want to be associated with it. I'm. Guess what? When you have that kind of branding, you're you're. It's a world that you're yeah. part of. There's dinners. There's 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 get-togethers. There's people that you. So it's it, you cannot. You they know these people. They're friends with these people, okay? And they are not going to burn. They're just going to stay quiet until it blows over. Well, you know what's even worse, though? Because they're friends with these people, because they know these people, they knew that these things were in the ad. So they actually can't speak out about it. Right. Because then Balenciaga, how do you say it? Balenciaga may come out later and be right. like, they knew the whole time we were putting this stuff yeah. in there. And then they're complicit. 
I no longer support you. Your silence speaks volumes, says somebody. Uh, speak out about, about it. Uh, so you support Balenciaga's campaign. Do you always turn the other cheek when the brands you work for normalize child porn? Kim Kardashian, who has a long history with Balenciaga, is also being called upon to publicly speak out against the company. Uh, in the comment section of her latest Instagram post, in which she talks about having uh, hosted a Friendsgiving um uh, fans accuse her of trying to distract from this scandal. Um, who cares about this person? Uh, what about Balenciaga? Hello, anything? Uh, is this pity party to deflect us away from Balenciaga and your silence on the matter? This isn't going to make us forget about Balenciaga. Say something. Are we really going to do this so the Balenciaga scandal is swept under the carpet? Speak up. Uh, and then Nicole Kidman, who has refrained from who has refrained from deleting a photo she posted to Instagram from the Balenciaga campaign. Because uh, she probably thinks that she's pretty awesome in it, right? Um, uh, that's for spring of 2023. Uh, for money, uh, people will do anything, one Instagram user wrote in the comment section. Do you really want to turn a blind eye to what they have done? Uh, why would you be associated with this company? Love you, but disappointed. Silence is complicit. So, absolutely crazy. I, this is so great. Not that they've done this, but that the ads, they've been this way the whole time. Yeah. They've been doing these things the whole time. Yeah. I have this video. And now it's, actually, it's out in the open. This other video for follow-up for the next day, it's long and I want to play it all. But the beginning is really poignant. And uh, of course there is no elite pedophile ring that runs the world. And here's hard evidence that an elite pedophile ring runs the world. <laughs> Is this, wait, where is this? That's one, one right there. Right it. there? Mm -hmm. We got it. Okay. I made a joke. I said, Tucker, at the highest today. levels of politics and finance, there is a shadowy cabal of pedophiles who use their power to hide the crimes they commit against children. That people think that. Sounds pretty far out to us, too dark and strange to be true. And of course, we are not obviously endorsing that idea. On the other hand, you can kind of see why people might believe it. Jeffrey Epstein, for example. Epstein continued to dine with business moguls and heads of state long after he was arrested for having sex with minors. How did he do that? Why did nobody say anything? Why did people keep eating with him? Again, he was arrested and Ghislaine is serving time for girls trafficked to nobody. Well, at the very least, we can conclude based on the evidence that there is a tolerance for pedophilia among some, among the most powerful in our society, a tolerance that you would not find in, say, your average middle-class American family. Some of the rich really are different that way. That's clearly true. And in case you need more evidence of that, consider Balenciaga. Balenciaga is what they call a luxury brand. Balenciaga is a company that sells $1,100 sneakers and cotton sweatshirts for $1,500 to people who've literally run out of things to buy. You're probably not doing your back-to-school shopping at Balenciaga, but some people apparently are. So this week, Balenciaga rolled out a new ad campaign on Instagram, and the selling point of the ads was sex with children. One photograph showed a very young girl lying face down on a couch with candles, empty wine glasses, and a dog collar on a coffee table in front of her. Another picture showed the same girl, a toddler, holding a teddy bear dressed in sexual bondage gear, including a leather harness. And then, in case you missed the point, we're for pedophilia, Balenciaga. Another picture made it explicit. That picture showed pages from a Supreme Court opinion that struck down a law designed to fight child pornography. Whoever staged the photo shoot made certain to include a portion of that opinion that used the word sex 
or sexual four times. And of course, that was not an accident. Balenciaga wanted you to notice. So this seemed like a big story to us, as we told you last night. Here you have a major international retail brand promoting kiddie porn and sex with children, and not promoting it subtly, but right out in the open. No healthy society can tolerate that, and in fact, none ever have tolerated it. There's never been a time in American history where pedophilia was considered anything other than the worst thing, the most horrifying crime imaginable. Pedophiles famously get killed in prison because even murderers consider them. What else is this ad trying to sell you? Exactly. They're trying to sell. How much money are they going to make from 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 the, the the bondage teddy bear? Are they selling the the dog bowl? I guess they're selling the dog collar. What what are they trying to sell in the ad? It looks like there's necklaces and things, but you can't see. Why is a child in a room in a child's playroom? Um, why are there empty wine glasses? Exactly. For children. Exactly. That's because it's not about, it's about you becoming a child. You, maybe it's about you releasing your inner child. No, that's not what it is. Immoral. That's how you shouldn't release your inner child in sexual activity. That's the point. Even if that's where they were going, where are they going with the ad? Explain it. Yeah. Explain it. This All went on their, just apologize this went it. on their Instagram how out of bounds it is and has always been to sexualize children. It's totally unacceptable. But apparently, it's not unacceptable anymore. Academics have redefined child molesters as minor attractive persons. And the point, of course, is to send the message that actually it's not that big a deal. It's just a different kind of love. So maybe not surprisingly, given that trend, apart from a few isolated exceptions in the American media, almost all outlets completely ignored Balenciaga's kitty porn ad campaign. There was not a single story about it in the New York Times this morning, or in Jeff Bezos' Washington Post, or on CNN, or NBC. Just don't there was no talk of an investigation or a boycott. The usual outrage, mer outrage merchants stayed completely silent because they weren't outraged. Balenciaga ultimately issued a statement saying it was going to punish the photographer who did the shoot like it was the photographer's fault. You know, fault, I've watched the movies, right? They, the, 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 the head person in these, like, with Cosmopolitan, these magazines, right? The photographer comes and brings you thousands of, well, like, hundreds of photos, right? And then the buck stops with, like, some but sort this, of head but no, no, person no, 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 to no. actually put them on yes, Instagram. that's the case. But also, the photographer is there to shoot. They, are, they do not, like, choose what products are going to be placed. And I don't, I'm pretty sure they don't pick the models. No. You just, no, no, that's not a the, whole, that's an exactly. agency. That, but, but here's the thing. But who also, designs the ad? An ad company designs the ad, not the photographer. So why are you throwing the photographer under the bus and not the ad agency who you had, who had to come to you with an idea that you had to approve? Well, I'm sure Balenciaga has in in-house advertisers. Okay, these well, are and and here's the thing, but but, the, but whoever is in your company but advertising, the buck, the buck stops with some head CIA, CIA, CEO or somebody who's ahead of their like their ads. You know what I mean? They go and like this is going to be my spring ad. This is going to be and they yeah. lay it out and then they decide the the buck stops. Yeah, the buck stops with somebody at the top. Absolutely. When before these ads go out. 
they have been through the different steps and it stops and usually the guy usually the the, the whoever it is your your uh, your editor yeah. your your main editor looks at your whole group of things and they and they decide i want cuz 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 photographers take hundreds of pictures Okay, the photographer doesn't pick the picture that goes on the Instagram right. and goes out in the ad campaign. Right. It goes to somebody at the tippy top. The photographer top. is actually pretty low on the total pole here. Yeah. Uh, James on uh, DLive says, all of these freaks are going straight to hell. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, so, yeah, definitely. All right, so Elon Musk claims that he is going to grant amnesty to blacklisted Twitter accounts. Uh, we're going to see where this goes because uh, if it, if Resistance Chicks is back, Resistance Chicks will be back. Uh, I have two. I have, the Mass Faith 3 was Michelle's. I am now on Twitter as Leah Svensson. Uh, and then our main one was Resistance Chicks. Um, Twitter owner Elon Musk uh, claimed this week that he plans to grant amnesty for blacklisted accounts. We don't know if it's going to be Alex Jones or not because it's part of their terms of service. If you deny an event happened, a historical event, such as Handy, Sandy Hook, 9-11, or the Holocaust, that is against their terms of service, as are hate speech words. Like the N-word, you can't say that, but you can drop an F-bomb every other word. Very strange. Um, so Musk says that amnesty will be for users that have not, quote, broken the law. Or engaged in egregious spam, um, so which may mean that many conservatives unfairly banned will be destroyed from the platform. Uh, so they will we'll, be what from the platform? Restored. Restored. It's not restored. like it's destroyed. Restored. Um, so he had this poll, and seventy-two percent uh, voted yes. He had did a poll for Donald Trump coming back. Donald Trump has since not tweeted um, on uh, Twitter. Can Trump really though? Because he has so much invested in Truth Social. Yeah, I don't think he can. He says, the people have spoken. Amnesty begins next week. Uh, Vox Populi, uh, Vox D, which means uh, the voice of the people, the voice of God. I believe he has uh, in his head, um, you've, you've all seen Gladiator, okay? And the Roman Caesars had a thing. when In the Roman Colosseums, the, the, in order to, uh, to see whether some gladiator was worthy of living or dying, there would be the thumb up or the thumbs down. So I think that, that Musk, with his uh, $44 billion buyout, with his billions of dollars, he has Caesar-like um, mentality, which is actually a god. He has a god complex. Yeah. And so many uh, people with god complexes are geniuses. Their brains work at a different level, but uh, they don't have the same kind of uh, feeling or uh, moral. They have no moral compass. There's a, Their compass is not the same compass as you and I. Right. His compass right now, Elon Musk's compass is he what he is. Uh, he laughs at the woke people. He thinks that they're funny. OK, he comes from South Africa. And he comes from, and those, and that South Africa was a Christianized South Africa. So he has certain moral sensibilities, uh, but it's it's different than than you and I. He doesn't have a problem with his cars, uh, his his self driving cars uh, blowing up, and killing his batteries people. blowing up, uh, killing people. Many people have died in these self driving cars. That would devastate me if somebody he probably injured... puts it in the same category as like you and I found out at Banners for Freedom tent revival that 
so many people get injured and die on the oil fields, like the oil rigs. Just right. it's it's a very dangerous thing. So I'm gonna guess that Elon kind of chalks it up as collateral damage. Something we never talk about. It's like 13, I don't know, 13 people a month die in the oil fields of Texas. It's insane. Um, so we'll see. Um, he has, we talked about last week, he took, uh, he laid off half of the $7,500, 7,500 person workforce. Uh, he's fired top executives. Uh, it's been a, a wild ride and fun to watch. And if you go uh, to the art, to the Twitter tweet next door from that article, you'll see uh, a picture that he posted. It's already at, he's, he's on a high right now. This is at 23 million views. Uh, he found these in a Twitter, uh, closet. At the, at the Twitter he uh, headquarters, and he's laughing because they, they're hashtag stay woke. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I don't know what. And then um, some people said, ooh, they shed their skin when they left. Ew, yeah. Sign funny. them and mail them to the next 420 Twitter Blue subscribers as mementos of bygone times. And then there's a picture of uh, Dorsey wearing one, stay woke. Um... And very interesting when you kind of scroll through this feed, uh, Elon is engaging. Oh, absolutely! With with the everybody right on the right, and when it comes to whenever left wing Twitter tweets something out, he pulls a Donald Trump. You're fake news. New York Times, you're fake news. It is your misinformation, your disinformation. He doesn't say fake news. He just says disinformation. Uh, like Andy Ngo um, says, hands up, don't shoot is one of the biggest hoaxes to come from the American left in the last decade. That big lie has inspired many to become radicalized and militant. Elon Musk says, true. True. This is a very strange world that we live in. Um, there is a guy named David Sachs who he has hired to kind of help him um, rein things in and or uh, I don't know if he's actually paying him or doing it for free and he is totally against the left wing woke uh, so uh, somebody said 44 billion for a lousy t-shirt um, he said I'm fine with Trump not tweeting people were uh, American greatness says Musk reinstates Trump and the left loses it um, and somebody said it's been a week since Elon Musk brought Trump back and without him even tweeting once the left can't handle it Elon says, I'm fine with Trump not tweeting. The important thing is that Twitter correct a grave mistake in banning his account despite no violation of the law or terms of service. The platform a sitting president undermined public trust in Twitter for half of America. He, said in, he also said in order to restore public trust, he wants to make the internal messaging of what went on in Twitter before they banned the New York Times story on Hunter Biden. He wants to let that be made public. Yeah, so there's a lot of strange things that he his his 44 million he is he's gonna get he's gonna get uh he's gonna well, get something out of here. I want to expound on this and and I was talking to Leah billion you know, by the way nobody says the word 44. Elon Musk uh, billion be before you guys go touting him as a hero yeah which I'm not saying that the things that he's doing are not good and beneficial mm -hmm. they are but he has just invested what now. $44 billion is not a number that we can entertain. Even for Elon Musk, I think that that's a, that's a whelp. That's kind of like, okay, I'm in this. Now I've got to make sure that but it is successful. But it's not cash. It's leveraged. Some of it's borrowed. Exactly. My yeah. point is, it's still a big deal. Yeah. He needs to be able to say, I have made this a success. Yeah. In order to do that, 
the best way, like we've been kicked off of YouTube. Okay. If we had our audience from YouTube back, everything would change, wouldn't it? So how do you make sure that your failing flailing company that you've just purchased is successful? You bring back your customers that you threw that you, this company threw out. It's as simple as that. And you also appeal to those people kind of, this is my big, I'm sorry. This is my big, I want you to come back from truth social and getter and all of these different places. I don't think that he's doing this for the moral grounds that it looks like. I think it's more, this is what's going to make this company successful. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, so Thomas Massey has been uh, tweeting this week about raw milk. And I guess he has a kind of a co-sponsor here uh, with, uh, with uh, getting raw milk be to, be, to be legal again. And I want to, he says on the, on the 22nd, he says, I want to thank Representative Clay Higgins for co-sponsoring H.R. 4, uh, 4835, the Interstate Milk Freedom Act. Uh, federal agencies such as the FDA that are part of the executive branch do not and should not have the power to shut down the trade between peaceful farmers and willing customers. Um, so we have had a chance to um, interview and talk to um, Thomas Massey. He's a really great guy. He's one of the best Congress people out there. Um, he's the real deal. And he says, I'd rather work with an ideologue. Uh, that, which is somebody who believes in something on the left than a partisan on the right. So he drinks raw milk. He, he is into the sustainable farm movement. He actually runs his house on solar panels. He's the only congressperson. He's the, he's the only one who should be talking about climate whatever. And he's, he says we're, our climate's fine and we need the CO2 because it makes everything green and greener and grow better. Okay? Um but he has been working hard for years. We got to meet him at Joel Salatin's farm in 2016, 2015, 2016. And um, it, there's a whole movement of people who are eating more naturally. So what is raw milk, Michelle? Raw milk is real milk that comes straight from the cow as God intended it. It is yeah. not pasteurized. It is not homogenized. If you are not familiar with what those words mean, pasteurization is a process of heating milk homogenization is the actual dangerous dangerous part where they take the milk and the fat and they shake it so much that it doesn't separate so you anymore. got the two percent uh one percent skim and uh whole milk all of those are homogenized and they're not supposed to be because that actually causes free radicals in your body it's very unhealthy um for you if you can have raw milk cheese if you can have, um, if you can get milk at all, that's even been pasteurized because pasteurization, um, it does kill the good bacteria, but sometimes to heat up, um, heating up milk, isn't the problem. People make puddings. That's not the problem. The right. heating of the milk. Um, the problem is the homogenization. What the, it, when you say it's not the problem, it also does get rid of the beneficial parts. So of if you can, milk. if you can keep the milk under like 85 degrees, then you're going to have a good bacteria. And it's very interesting because good bacteria inside of raw milk, real milk. It's just like actually, the probiotic stuff that they put into yogurts. Right. It will actually eat E. coli. Yes. It will balance things out. So it's really dangerous 
to cook the milk to that certain temperature because then there's nothing to fight the bad bacteria. It's, it's the same thing as washing like your eggs. Absolutely. Um, it's it's simple, it's similar. So in the in the United Kingdom, they do they're not allowed to refrigerate their eggs because that produces condensation. Uh, because as soon as you wash an egg, an egg comes out and there's this protective layer that keeps bacteria and, and pathogens out of your egg. So it's better to have non-refrigerated eggs that are not washed has the protective film on it and those eggs will will last about a month just sitting on your counter it's amazing but you can't do that with store-bought eggs no 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 no. Okay. you have to immediately put Tr them in the uh, tracy has a question tracy i don't understand your question what do they do to the raw milk i can get currently so are you getting raw milk or do you mean just from the grocery store if you're talking about raw if you're getting milk straight from a farmer that has cows you're likely getting raw milk um, they don't do anything to that. That's the point. That's the so they will strain it because they you know there's a bucket right and they're just milking the cow. Things can can get in that. Just you know it's in a cow type operation. You've got hay, you've got dust, you've got all of that. So what they will do is they run it through several different strainers, including a coffee filter type filter. It's a filter. So that's what they do to raw milk to make sure that it gets to you clean. That's what you would do if you had your own cow. You would go through that process. Leah is very familiar with this because she's helped out um, friends of ours. You don't actually milk by hand. I have, but I'm not fast enough really to get, it's a machine. get it out. Before but you do have to filter the sucker. milk, right? So anyway, that's what they do to raw milk to make sure that you stay safe. But it should not be cooked and it but should not each, be homogenized. Each state has different rules. Yeah. So um, in Ohio, you can be part of a herd share and buy it. Uh, we get it dropped off uh, and we go pick it up. Uh, in other, some states like Kentucky, uh, it's harder to get. Um, somebody said, it's sad that dealing raw milk is equivalent to dealing meth in some parts of this country. No, it totally is. And Thomas Matthew says, meth is easier to get. That's a fact. Yeah, and there's a picture in his tweet in his Twitter feed that says, raw milk and yogurt with a dollop of uh, possum uh, uh, grape jelly. And it's what uh, it's what's for what breakfast. What do you mean possum grape jelly? I don't know. What you'd be talking about? Let, wait a minute. Let me show this to these guys. I um, no, I don't know what your possum grape jelly is. But if mm -hmm. it has possum in it, we're not. I'm not down. Definitely not down. A newly elected conservative uh, school board fires their superintendent, bans critical race theory. So in one meeting, and Dion Jackson uh, went from uh, South Carolina's Berkeley County school board at, at school at superintendent to unemployed. Um, the, his firing came at the hand of a newly elected school board. This is happening all over the country. It's hilarious. Uh, so here's the thing. I want you all, and we all should be homeschooling, but you can't just leave the kids abandoned. So run for your school board, fire everybody yeah. and do what you can. Great idea. Um, which appears to have declared a judgment day for woke pra uh, practices in its district. In its first meeting after no the November 8th election, the board fired Superintendent Jackson and School Counsel Tiffany Richardson. Then it hired Anthony Dixon as superintendent and retained Brandon Gaskins as counsel. And before the day was over, the board banned teaching critical race theory and created a board to review library books for pornogra pornographic content. Wow, you would think that, that that wouldn't be controversial. Let's make sure the books that our kids come across are not sexualizing the kids. Simple. But what did we talk about in the first part of our show? Uh, Moms for Liberty, an activist group that supports parental rights and education, endorsed six of the board's nine members. Many Moms for Liberty candidates won school board elections this November. Uh, the group's leaders say uh, more aggressive school management decisions may soon be in order. In Berkeley, 
the candidate's aggressive approach was a response to student discipline policies and slow learning post-COVID-19. Uh, parents were seeing that their children weren't achieving at the levels that they had been previously, and there were a lot of changes. Um, for a former school board chair, David Barrow, called the firings a travesty and a political mm-hmm. witch hunt. So, anyways, I am proud of those parents and proud of people voting that in. Amen. Um, clothes are actually piling up at a Bangladesh warehouse uh, as Western imports uh, collapse. Exactly a year and a half ago, on May 23rd, um, there was a bullwhip effect, and that was set to end with a bang. This is from uh, Zero Hedge. And as inventories were set to go from zero to massively overstock, prices were about to fall off the cliff. Well, that per- well the- with purchase orders having fallen off a cliff, and with container ship rates crashing uh, at the fastest place on record as, uh, as demand for Chinese imports has evaporated in the U.S., this is precisely what we're now seeing. Uh, the, if U.S. inventories in free fall amid a collapse in domestic deba- demand, clothing is instead piling up at mm. warehouses in Bangladesh as consumers tighten belts in Europe and other big markets. Uh, citing manufacturers, the Financial Times notes that orders in the world's largest garment exporter after China have been uh, slowing since July uh, because of the war in Ukraine and sanctions on Russia. Everything has gone up, so the clothing budget has squeezed. Um, some retailers have asked Bangladeshi suppliers to stop making garments or to delay shipments for up to three months. Uh, that is having a huge impact because all of our factories have bought fabric to produce the garments, and now they are having a serious crisis. In other words, we are seeing not just the reverse bullwhip uh, effect kick in, but smaller secondary bullwhips. Uh, it's about uh, to have a profound political consequence. The downturn in global in global clothing demand comes as. Um, Bangladeshi's government, which faces an election next year, contends with higher prices for gas, leading to power cuts that have hit some garment producers. The opposition, Bangladeshi Nationalist Party, has staged large rallies in recent weeks. Uh, In response, this month, Bangladesh turned to the IMF for hope to secure a 2.3 billion credit facility and another 1.3 billion from its resilience and sustainability facility. We're talking about billions of dollars and a lot of this is this is these are the consequences that we talked about. Mm And you're going to see more of these. It's about to get worse. Worse, uh, clothing and textile production is by far the biggest industry in Bangladesh, which profited from surging sales when COVID-19 lockdowns eased and consumers indulged in revenge buying. The result was a burst in income, and the South Asian country exported garments worth $42.6 billion and textiles worth $2.6 billion in the uh, 12 months uh, to the end of uh, June, uh, accounting for about 85% of total exports. Uh, making clothes for Walmart, Primark, H&M, Target, and other global chains is a cornerstone industry that has helped lift many of its people out of uh, poverty. Um, and it says, the, um, but they are now, now um, the stimulus checks and everything are, have gone away. And so now the inventories uh, are, get, are just bl- ballooning. And in the first months of the pandemic, Bangladesh garment makers were hit hard when many retailers canceled orders. Some responded by pivoting to making masks and personal protective equipment. In a country that looks chaotic from the outside, everybody was really focused. Uh, additionally, uh, energy is a problem in Bangladesh, and we're going to keep seeing this in these um, all over the world. It's not It's not just here. It's not just, it's, it, it is, it's going crazy. It's going crazy. Back into the United States, uh, two attorney generals, Eric Schmidt from Missouri, and um, the other guy from Attorney General, Google the Attorney General oh. from Louisiana, please. I don't like I, I kind of don't have their names 
memorized, sorry. So they have been deposing people and Eric Schmidt has been deposing Fauci. Okay, so Louisiana has been focusing on um, Jeff Landry. <clears throat> Jeff uh, Landry, I guess it's Jeff Landry. Is that right? I guess so. Um, no, that's not it. No? No, yeah. Who Attorney is General Landry. Yeah, so. Um, Jeff Landry. Louis, out of uh, Louisiana, they are trying to depose uh, the Saki. Jen Saki. And she keeps saying. Redheaded Jen. Yeah. So, um, let's see. He, um, he, I guess he was able to, and this is an, this is like me reporting. Like, I'm like, where are the articles on this? Um, he actually, I guess, helped to depose Fauci too. I didn't know his tag team. I guess they both did. Um, so he tweets out. Wow, it was amazing to spend seven hours with Dr. Fauci, the man who single-handedly wrecked the United States economy based upon, quote-unquote, the science, only to discover that he, he can't recall practically anything dealing with his COVID response. So, Michelle, what is the... Um, 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 what is the, 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 the line from Hillary Clinton that we all need to remember if we're ever brought before a committee? At this point, what difference does it make? No. <laughs> I do not recall. Oh, I do not recall. Well, yeah. I didn't recall hers. Yeah. I, I no, it. no, this is the thing. So no, you're right. Comey, I do not recall. It's not just Comey. You said Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. I would have remembered it if you had said Comey. I don't remember Hillary saying it. I think she did. Yeah. Clearly no, she, she said did. it over and over and yeah. over again. So when you go before a committee, the Fauci's, yeah. they're teaching us recall. what to do. I do not recall. I do not recall. Here's the thing. Not it, I plead the fifth, fifth. Just I do not recall. Because they can't get you on that. If you're ever I brought in, recall, in front of the FBI, recall. you just do not they recall. They can't get you on not remembering. They cannot get you on not remembering. Now, exactly. Patriot Gallery looked up the possum grapes for us. Thank mm -hmm. you, Mom. Uh, possums love wild grapes out in the forest. Grape jelly made out of these tiny beads of grapes is called possum grape Oh, cool. Jelly. Thanks. Thank you, Patriot Gallery, for looking that up. We were all curious. Inquiring minds and all. All right. So back to Schmidt. Schmidt. Schmitty there from uh, Missouri, who is a friend of a friend. And if you guys didn't see our interview with Eric Naputi. Dr. Eric Oh, Naputi. my gosh. The federal government is suing Dr. Eric Naputi. For a for half a trillion bucks, for, man. And over what? Over telling people to use vitamin D. Yeah. And zinc. This yeah. is absolutely insane. That interview was so good this week. The power got hit so strong. Yeah. It's like going to church, especially in the second half. So go and watch that if you need to just go to church because go on to power. power. All right. So here from Eric Schmidt. Another tidbit from the Fauci Depot. In February of 20, he emailed a friend advising her masks were ineffective. Confirmed again on March 31st. On April 3rd, he's adamant masks should be worn even though he couldn't cite a single study to prove it. Mandates followed. Lives ruined. COVID mm -hmm. tyranny born. Yep. Absolutely insane. But thank God for... Um, and actually, they're losing Eric Schmidt as their attorney general. Hopefully, they have a fire power... Uh, fire, uh, fire, uh, uh, Eric says, we'll see. Dr. Nupudi said, when Leah asked him, he was like, we will see how well he does. Because he's going to the Senate. Yeah. Washington Senate. Federal. So that's so he says thing. He says, in the Fauci Depot this week, the court reporter sneezed. Fauci wanted her to wear a mask. This is the mentality in November of 2022. The guy who locked down our country and ruined countless lives and livelihoods. Uh, the experts followed suit. Dissent was censored in America. Never again. 
Uh, he wanted her to wear a mask because he said he didn't. The last thing he wanted to do was get COVID. Uh -huh. He is quadruple, quadruple, yep, like one thousand times jabbed. Yeah. I, um, one thing is clear from the seven-hour uh, deposition of Dr. Fauci. Uh, when Fauci speaks, the social media censors. Mm. It's so true. As soon as he asks for something to be tweaked, altered, in whatever manner he says, in his Fauci way, it gets, the media says how high, right? The media says how high. You know what I mean? So I'm really glad that there are men out there, men and women, whoever, fighting in this fight, exposing... Fauci's going to go down. I mean, everyone knows at this point. I think a lot of people are waking up to his fraud. All right. Back to Twitter. Antifa extremist, who were allowed to run rampant on Twitter, by the way, Sage plans to burn down Tesla outlets following Twitter bans. As revenge for Elon Musk suspending violent extremist accounts on Twitter, Antifa and Portland are organizing arson attacks on Tesla locations. Uh, tonight, reporter Nago, uh, who provided screenshots of the calls to action, following his takeover of Twitter, uh, Chief Twit Elon Musk has quickly begun to address many of the platform's problems. Musk, who intends for Twitter to be a platform for illegal free speech, has moved to crack down on terrorists and violent far-left extremists who have for many years been a fixture on Twitter and used it to organize riots. Now Tesla, which Musk owns, has been a target of violent re retaliation by the far-left militants angered by the suspension of their accounts. This week, Musk moved to ban a pro-Palestinian resistance group called uh, Jazur Collective, which promoted and celebrated terrorist acts against Israeli city, civilians. And you have to wonder why were they still up? So you can see that. Uh, let's open that up so we can see what they were doing. Uh, there is a terrorist group actively promoting and celebrating violence against Jews. The account has been active since 2021. I hope more can be done. And I guess that was deactivated. Agreed. It's not okay. Elon, like, <laughs> very strange. Uh, he's just scrolling through Twitter. No, I, and it's interesting to me. I've, I've been thinking about this. How are these people ending up in Elon's feed? He follows them. Does he follow them? Like, you can go to Elon Musk's Twitter, and Andy Ngo is followed by Elon. I guess so. And that's what be. I want to know. I, I think I find it fascinating. I think it's great. It is uh, well today. Uh, Liz Wheeler, who was who was a conservative rep uh, reporter, you see, she's really thin with blonde hair. Mm -hmm. She, uh, Apple, and Android have said that they might get rid of the Twitter app as a result of the free speech. <laughs> and so she said, she tweets out in like kind of a dumb blonde way. But yeah. She's like, oh my gosh. So with Apple and Android uh, threatening to remove the Twitter app from their phones, you know, we're tired of being attracted. If you can send a rocket into space, surely you can come up with your own phone, Elon. And he's and he tweeted back and he said, hopefully it doesn't come to that. But yes, we could produce a phone. <laughs> and so then articles went all over the internet. Elon Musk promises to produce oh, a phone if uh, Twitter app is taken off of Apple and Android. Oh my God! These people are really running with it. He's got but a guess God what? Complex. I mean, he totally could produce a phone. It would yeah. be nothing for Elon Musk to produce a phone. He. And I so, don't know that I would get one. So yesterday on Thanksgiving, so this is how uh, Elon spent his Thanksgiving. 
Uh, a large number of Antifa accounts, this is from Andy, and I'll go again, uh, operate on Twitter to promote riots, give tips on how to commit violent crimes, and post names, photos, and addresses of, target plus, of targets plus their family members. And Elon says incitement to violence will result in account suspension. Nago detailed how following his reporting on members of a loosely knit far-left militant organization, he was chased down and beaten up, forced, uh, forcing him to seek refuge at a Portland hotel. Um, and I'm going to play a video, I think, on Sunday of Mumford & Sons, who's a, he's a band, uh, a banjo, their banjo player. He had tweeted out that he liked Nanny Nago's book. He received horrible backlash and then tweeted out an apology. Well, he went on Glenn Beck to explain his apology, and he, his life was ruined. After he said, I read this book by Andy Nagel. Oh, wow. His life was ruined, completely ruined. And he went into a deep depression. And then he came out and said, I realized I was right. And his, it, and it's very, it's an eye-opening experience. I'm going to share that video with, with you guys so, um, Leah, on Sunday. What? We have a pronunciation correction from Jeff. And I think it's meant in love. And, and, and it's going to be difficult for Leah and I because we read phonetically. And we've always read phonetically. I get, I, we will try very hard. Andy, no. It's just Andy, no. I've heard it. I've heard other people say it. They don't know how to say it either. I just looked the pronunciation up. Okay. It's no. It's okay. Andy no, but it, it's it's okay. It's Michelle's Phonetics favorite thing to do. It's not because I legit your favorite thing. I said his name earlier, and how did I say it? Oh, I said Nigo. I didn't know how to say it, but now that I know how to say it, I know how to say it. Did you see what I just did there? Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. So we got a um, Michelle has a thing has a tick. It is a tick. To where if something is mispronounced, it bothers her. To where it really bothers her. Um, and we have a viewer who has the same tick. And, and she was really Michelle, nice about it after the fact. Though. Wrote Michelle and said, you're pronouncing so-and-so's, so-and-so's name. Whose name were you pronouncing wrong? Carrie Lake. We keep saying Kari. It's spelled like I Kari. say Carrie. It's spelled like Kari. And you say Kari. I, that's the one I got you right. You say Kari too, though. It probably because Curry you Lake. said because Curry I Lake. say Kari. I say Kari. You say Lake. but it is Kari. Yeah. Kari like I say Kari. It just it's, comes to me Kari. It's is Kari. So anyways, it was hilarious. And Michelle wrote back and said, I do this to Leah all the time. And, and I'm not, it's not nice. But I'm not saying that it's not nice to say it. You should be able to tell somebody this is the correct pronunciation. It, it bothers it's a lot. It's not of nice people. when I hold it in and then I snap. Yeah. That's not nice. Yeah. Or during a but lunch. I like Nago better. I do. Let's go with it. Um, no, I'm gonna say no. That is a it's just no is just a really bad last. Why can't we just call him Andy? Yes, Andy. Yes, Andy. That yes. is a disturbing story and very concerning. That Twitter took no action despite clearly uh, a violation of the terms of service. A report in this thread for now um, replied Musk for. Uh, prompting numerous users to provide him with clear examples of militants in violation of the site's rules against the threats and intimidation. Um, and there's more as, as, as people were, can they see, can you scroll down? Yep. Nope. Not yet. <laughs> I'm chatting with our people. Okay. You can chat. Okay. So scroll down. I just want you guys to see. Is it this one? No. Just scro keep scrolling. Uh, leave it up. Okay. That's fine. There it is. Um, that is a disturbing story and very concerning that Twitter took no action despite clear violations from the service report in this thread. Uh, here are a bunch of accounts that made threads inside of violence against the libs of TikTok. Um, they all look fantastic, by the way. Uh, many of the users reported on the thread were banned several hours after being reported to Musk, suggesting that he took direct action to shut down their accounts. Hours after the bans, Antifa militants took to social media uh, to organize arson attacks on Tesla as revenge 
Um, and then uh, Andy No said, uh, this is just a drop in the ocean of years of violent organizing on Twitter. And he says, as revenge. And then you can see them say, you know, plotting, we're going to go get these white supremacists, blah, blah, blah. You were telling me something in the car, Leah, about, and I don't know if you're going to talk about this already, in tonight's show, how quickly they were able to ban accounts that were promoting sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. It took how, like, how long did it take them to do what Twitter never did in all of these years? Yeah. Like a week? Less than like that? a couple days. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Meaning, just like this Balenciaga ad, they intended to leave them up on purpose because yeah. they were complicit All in right. the entire thing. All right. So we have some wonderful Kamala clips for you. Oh, this should be Yes, fun. this is great. We have a, a beautiful word salad for you. We've got some pecans, a little mandarin, <laughs> oranges. Uh, she's, she's just the best word salad. I mean, really better than many... I mean, Joe still takes the cake, but yeah. No, these are this is this should be fun. I have not seen this yet. I'm excited. This is my third trip to the Indo-Pacific region as vice president, and really um, signifies the significance of the relationship between the United States and our allies and partners in this region. Uh, the discussions that we had included, um, in large part, a discussion about the significance of the climate crisis and what we can do as the United States to be a leader in that regard. This is my third trip. So, so she there's used a the lot. Word signify, then she used significance twice. Is that why they yes. were upset about? This is the significance of the significant of the significance, and it's very significant. But technically, signify and significance are two, like, they do, they're yeah. slightly different. No, I know, and that's a, that's a change for her. She likes to use the same word, the same, exactly the same. Yeah. But, it, but maybe she's branching out. Right. The significance of the significant that signifies the significance. If you signify the significance, I think she just likes alliteration. Yes, I will. I signify. I yeah. How how do you identify? So there was a horrible horrible shooting at a nightclub, a gay nightclub. And it was, it came out, all these left-wing people came out, said the white, right, this is, this is because uh, right-wing people are calling out um, LGBT uh, promotion uh, or, or harm against children, okay? Now, this particular guy identifies as non-binary. And I would like for you to hear CNN kind of talk about it. So... Attorneys for the accused shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich, say in new court filings tonight that the suspect now identifies as non-binary. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns, and for the purposes of all formal filings, will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So in other words, not Mr. or Ms. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also back with me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. And uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I no. mean, you know, I don't know if, the, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, th it, that's what he's now saying. It, it sounds like they're trying to prepare a defense against a hate crimes charge. That's the least of his problems, legally speaking. But it looks like they're trying to build some kind of sympathy or at least confusion on the question of whether or not this was purely motivated by hate. Such a, I mean, that is what it sounds like. We'll wait to see. 
Ah! <laughs> you know, this cover-up is just absolutely beautiful. When they get caught in the trap themselves and they're stepping around in the dog do and they just keep moving around in it, it's it's really, that was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Their excuses for, well, I think that they're just trying to mount a case. Yeah. Mount sympathy and all this, that, and the other. I, I just that was great. That was really fun. I like watching them dance. Watch Un them dance. Unfortunately, the uh, the young there a transgender went on a um, major news broadcast, uh, male to female, and had said that um, you can clearly see that this man is not non-binary. So wait a minute. What do you mean you can't go just judging that? What do you mean? Clearly, he's not. Then you just misgendered him because if he's non-binary and he goes by they, them, then you just misgendered purposefully because what he feels inside about himself is what he is. Okay? So. Uh, yeah. But so. we actually did not cover that shooting at all. I don't think we've talked about it since it happened. We've not given the details go to ahead our viewers. And, and go ahead and, and bring up is a club uh, uh, club Q shooting suspect has been taken down. He was um, taken down by a man in inside of a uh, nightclub, a gay nightclub, after shooting um, up. How many people died? I don't know how many people died. Is this a tweet that you already have up? Or do I, I just retweeted it, it. All right, we will find it. We'll get rid of Kamala's significance of the passage of time. All right, we got it. Um, some so we really, we're really, we're going to watch the report of this on CNN. No, we're just going to watch, uh, how, hold on just a second. Okay. Police chief, uh, Vasquez took, uh, a basic but relatively uncommon step when announcing the names of the five victims killed at Club Q, uh, the beloved LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs, Springs, instead of relying on IDs or legal identifiers, Vasquez and the police department communicated with victims' families through victim advocates. Uh, he wanted to, um, make sure that, that, that he didn't misgender any of the victims and wanted to know how they identify themselves and how their families have loved and identified them. It's obviously um, very in important to not misidentify okay, so somebody. Do you, me, do you want me to play the CNN thing? Yeah, I was trying to see. Um, well, let me just play this while veteran you're went, Well, hang on just okay, a second. All right, we'll wait. An army veteran went into combat mode to disarm the Club Q gunmen. So... A, a man named Richard Fierro, who served for 15 years in the military, was at the nightclub with his family. I, You know, and this has been the question from day one. Our friend Kansas has been asking, like, why was this I just knew I had to take family? him down. Uh, he was at a table in Club Q with his wife, daughter, and friends on Saturday, watching a drag show. When a sudden flash of gunfire ripped across the nightclub and instincts forged during four combat deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan instantly kicked in. A fight back, he told himself, in an interview at his house on Monday where his wife and daughter were still recovering from injuries. Mr. Fierro, 45, who spent 15 years as an Army officer and left as a major in 2013, according to military records, described charging through the chaos at the club, tackling the gunman and beating him bloody with the gunman's own gun. I don't know exactly what I did. I just went into combat mode. I just know I have to kill this guy before he kills us. Authorities are holding Anderson Lee Aldrich, 22, on charges of killing five people and say that 18 more people were injured in a rampage at the club that lasted only a few minutes. The death toll could have been much higher. 
He saved a lot of lives. I have never encountered a person who engaged in such heroic actions and was so humble about it. It was supposed to be a chill family night out, the combat veteran told his wife, Jess. Uh, joined their daughter, Cassandra, and their longtime and, and her longtime boyfriend, Raymond Green Vance, and two family friends to watch one of his daughter's friends perform a drag act. It was uh. Mr. Ferreira's first time at a drag show, and he was digging it. He had spent 15 years in the Army and now relished his role as a civilian and a father, watching one of his daughter's old high school friends perform. These kids want to live that way, want to have a good time, have at it. I'm happy about it because that's what I fought for, so they can do whatever the blank they want. Mr. Freer was trying to uh, get better at going out uh, in Iraq and <laughs> Afghanistan. He'd been shot at, seen roadside wow. bombs, and, and the like. Okay. So... Um, Okay, so this guy is the guy that I was reading about that uh, the hero. asked the woman to now, take the, her shoe off. Now, our friend Kansas had been listening to Mike Adams, and Mike Adams had said that the hero was a veteran who was at a drag show with his family, and I thought that the drag show was the next day, and so I have to apologize. Kansas was right. Mike Adams was right. That part of the story is he was at the drag not show. making sense to me. But, but it does make sense now. It still doesn't add it's up. It's disturbing, but, I get but it, it totally makes sense. This is the this is the age we live in that we're trying to change. All right, so you want me to find this? Here we go. This one now. Ready? Natalie, when we started the show, we just got we got a little bit of news earlier that the attorneys for the shooter um, are now saying that the shooter is non-binary, and the shooter the shooter uh, would like to use the pronouns they them. And this is for the court in all court papers. And that's what um, Anderson Aldrich's attorneys are saying. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think that's um, complete ludicrous. <laughs> um, I believe they're just saying that because they want to have um, the easy way out on this. Um, that's really, really... Um, offending, especially being a transgender woman myself, that a male, which it was obvious with the mugshot, that's a man, that's not a non-binary person because in no way, shape, or form could they appear as a woman the next day. Um, it's really offensive to even hear that, that they're playing that role. Um, and if they're non-binary, why would you go after the club where you feel safe at? Why would you do that to a community where you are welcomed in? if you are non-binary? Excellent question. Obviously, all of this will have to be answered. Okay. Wow. That was really funny Dude, to hear. Dude, looks like a lady. But I, I'm so confused. I'm not an authority on transgenderism. What's the level of being able to pass as a woman? Why do you have to look like one? Because I, I know a lot of women of who have short hair, who can put on a hat and can look pass as a dude. What is the, this? What? This this dude that we just heard from just said that it was clearly a man. What do you mean clearly? Clear as mud? Because I've seen some transgender quote unquote women come out with like full beards, man. And I have seen that's clearly a dude. No, I have seen some incredible transformations in the drag shows. Oh, you know it. Because I guarantee you that drag makeup can turn that dude into a lady. Mm -hmm. They do. They go. They go to do all these contouring, and they go make up here, and they go like here, and then suddenly, ooh, I'm a girl. It's called drag. It's very strange to me, 
I just, the hypocrisy. I'm, I'm so glad to hear somebody from the LGBTQ community come out and say, clearly that's a man. Clearly. Right. That was a really, that was really fun for me to hear. I did, are we allowed to do that? They just did. But which ones are you allowed? I don't know. You're allowed to say it if you're, if, if you get to make up the rules, they get to make up the rules. You and I don't get to make up the rules. But we do because it's our show, and I can make up the rules on my Dana show. Dana Bash is obviously questioning. Clearly, that person we just heard from is a dude. Clearly. All right, I have I one more video. I have sound. one more video before we break down the Trump Kanye thing. Uh, if you want to watch, Savannah Hernandez has been brought back to Twitter. Uh, she is a she was a reporter for. Uh, well, let's play this one real quick. Obama's position on marriage before. Well, just before. Uh, define marriage. I believe that marriage uh, is the union between a man and a woman. Now, for me as a Christian, for me... For me as a Christian, it's also a sacred union. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, God's in, in the mix. Uh -huh. um, uh, define... <laughs> You know, and again, we said this on our show the other day. If they were to come out later and say, this was my former position, but I've changed my mind, I would respect that. But the fact that they just switch and act like it, they believe this for always, which they have. They were, they were lying. He was just lying there. He was just totally lying. All right. Here's this video from uh, Savannah Hernandez. She used to be a reporter for InfoWars. Now she's independent. Uh, she was banned off of Twitter. She's very um, quick with the mic. Uh, and she, she blends in with the college kids and can go in. And they think she's on the left. And she'll just ask them to explain themselves. So here we have some woke college students who can't explain white privilege. We don't have the same privileges that are offered to straight white men. <laughs> and I've been hearing that from a lot of the ladies that I've been talking to today. Talk to me about what some of those privileges are that, you know, straight white men have that you don't have. Talk to me about that. Um, I think, I mean, I don't really know. Have you ever experienced like a specific instance? No, but I also need to go. I know, I, sorry, I, I do really need sorry. to go. I'm sorry. If I were to walk across the streets in the dark as a black queer female presenting person, I would not feel safe uh, because I feel like I'd be pretty targeted. But if I were a white cis man, I don't think I'd be like the type of person someone would come up to and hate crime. Talk to me about some of the privileges that white men are awarded that you guys are not awarded. Talk to me about some of the privileges that white men are awarded that you guys are not awarded. Um, definitely like, I guess just getting away with situations. Like, if i were to like i don't know like i guess here you go i have to think about it <laughs> so you mentioned um straight white men having more privileges can you talk to me about what some of those privileges are um yeah so generally um you know there's not really ever a sense of like discrepancy whenever um someone is trying to let's say for instance there is um there is a, a man who commits a crime and he's you know a regular looking white guy police are you know generally more likely to not have adverse reactions to them 
Wow. Adverse reactions. Adverse reactions. That's usually Actually, what you have to a that shot. That exactly. Or a medicine. Exactly. Or so join us, Facebookers, on Rumble because I do have an Olympic swimmer, Genevieve Florence wanted to end her life after suffering adverse reactions. Oh, dear. Are we going to switch over right and now? And we are going to switch over. All right, so let me grab this Rumble link here, and I'm going to drop Come this. Come Rumble with us, baby. It's You know what? And again, we've said this before, guys. It costs you nothing. A lot of people have, like, some sort of paywall or Patreon. You're watching on this one platform. Please come and switch over to the a, a, a different platform, and it'll just cost you, like, five bucks. This is free. We just need you to switch platforms so we can... Speak freely across the cabin. Yeah, uh, across so, the cabin. So I'm going to drop two links, actually. The DLive and the Rumble here. So you guys can pick whichever you prefer. So there you go. All right, Facebook. We're going to say goodbye. We love you dearly. Remember, mypillow.com, promo code RC. <laughs> okay, let's say goodbye. And we are off of Facebook. All right. Would you bring up uh, Genevieve Florence, um, who was injured after the vaccine here? I don't want to. Like, well, their stories so need terrifying. to be told, right? Yeah. All right. We didn't do that one yet. Right next to Tucker. There she is. Boom. Yeah. Jeez, a whole life just devastated because they lied. They because they lied to her. We're at Port Owls Bays with experienced Mallorca and we're about to jump off this cliff. I used to be in the Olympic team for synchronized swimming. I used to train six days a week, 10 hours a day. Um, incredibly hyperactive. I was also always known as the person that was like running around set, doing stupid things, backflips when I shouldn't be doing them and stuff like that. I'd go out and party and dance with my friends and then I'd be back home at 7 a.m. and then shooting a commercial at 10 a.m. <laughs> so really pushing my limits. The industry required me to have, be double vaccinated to work on films and I immediately regretted it as soon as she put it in my arm. I just thought, well, what, what have I done? Over that period of two weeks, I just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And eventually this awful headache that um, was like someone was inside my, actually inside my skull, like pushing out. I can't explain how awful it was. And it was, I was dizzy. I was literally crawling, like, I, I really thought my life was over because I couldn't even, I couldn't even cook for myself. I couldn't even stand up. I couldn't care for myself. My mum would come and see me, I think like twice a week to change my bed sheets for me, do a food shop for me, clean my house for me. I just couldn't do anything at all. But I just thought this isn't living. If my life, the rest of my life is going to be like this, then there's, then I would rather not be here. But it was in the sense of desperation for help, and I wouldn't have had those feelings. And my mind wouldn't have gone there if I had literally, if someone had just said, "I see you. I'm going to help you." Wow. Mm. So they're advertising um, oraclefilms.com forward slash safe and effective. No, that's a documentary. Safe and effective. 
we should watch it. It's a British that's what film. I'm saying. They're advertising yeah. for it. I yeah. want people to go and watch it. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's I haven't important. seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. And, Our, and you know what she was saying there is, I would not have had these suicidal thoughts if somebody had just come and said, don't right. worry, I'm going to come help you. Obviously, clearly, she got some help. Yeah. She's God. getting help, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But m- there are so many people out there that just feel alone. And I think because of the shaming and maybe because they're st- they've still bought into the lie so hard that these vaccines are safe and effective, that when they have these adverse reactions, they don't want to speak out about it because mm-hmm. they yeah. are pressured. All right. Speaking of pressure, Trump's under pressure. Um, Kanye West is a loose cannon. Trump met with him. Um, Kanye West has taken Milo from Margie Taylor Greene's campaign and is supposedly running a campaign for 2024. I don't know how serious he is, um, but he met with Donald Trump. And at this meeting, he says that he um, asked Trump to be his vice president. Now, Kanye has had some weird um, thoughts put in his head by different people that he's had some black Hebrew Israelites tell him, you know, well, black people are just Jewish, which is very strange because like it's a whole continent of Africa. You're not all Jewish, right? Even if you are some sort, even if there are some black people of the lost 10 tribes, Mm -hmm. where do you trace your Jewish, Jewish heritage from? Right. So there's, he's got the black Hebrew Israelites. Very interestingly though, Nick uh, Fuentes is in my opinion, this, um, I think he's one of those Richard Spencer type guys who, um, I don't know if he means it or if he just um, got famous because he started saying radical things and has a big following. It's just he just tries to say more and more outrageous things um, to get like like the if he's just addicted to the to the commenters like the bit shooters. I love you guys, but you've got some really crazed out, whacked out people there. But let's get to the story here. We'll kind of get to to the Nick part of it and then get to the Kanye part. All right. Uh, So Trump's campaign, after this article was posted, provided Breitbart News with a statement. Kanye West very much wanted to visit Mar-a-Lago. Our dinner meeting was intended to be Kanye and me only, but he arrived with a guest whom I had never met and knew nothing about, about Nick. Uh, Kanye West released screenshots of text messages and a video after his dinner Tuesday night at Mar-a-Lago with former President Trump that suggests, in addition to dining with the rapper this week, uh, the former president, or our president met with an openly white nationalist and Holocaust denier named Nick Fuentes. Um, and here is the video here where um, West claims Trump is really impressed with Nick. I think the thing that Trump was most perturbed about me asking him to be my vice president, I think that was like lower on the list of things that caught him off guard. It was the fact that I walked in with intelligence. So Trump is really impressed with Nick Fuentes. And Nick Fuentes, unlike so many of the lawyers and so many people that he was left with on his 2020 campaign, he's actually a loyalist. When he didn't know what the lawyers is, you'll still have your lawyer list. And when all the lawyers said, forget it, Trump's done, there are loyalists running up in the White House, right? And my question would be, why, when you had the chance, did you not free the January Sixers? And I came to him as someone who loves Trump, and I said, go and get Corey back. Go and get these people that the media tried to cancel and told you to step away from. He basically gives me this would-be mob-esque kind of story talking to some kid from the south side of Chicago trying to sound mobby or whatever. He goes into the story about all that he went through to get Alice Johnson out of jail and how he didn't do it for Kim, but he did it for me. 
But then he goes on to say that Kim is a you could tell her I said that. And I was thinking like, that's the mother of my children. Since we know, and all the Christians in America that love Trump know that Trump is a conservative, we're gonna demand that you hold all policies directly to the Bible. When Trump started basically screaming at me at the table telling me I was gonna lose, I mean, has that ever worked for anyone in history? Tell <laughs> You're gonna lose. Tell, tell him he's gonna, gonna lose. lose. Tell I'm like, well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Trump. You're talking to Ye. So that's an interesting take there. You know, honestly, you're hearing one side of the story. Mm -hmm. Although many things that were that he said seem very plausible to mm -hmm. have 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 happened, right? Yeah. So it was Cassandra Fairbanks uh, who is working now for uh, Tim Pool that kind of broke this whole story, and everybody else is reporting off of it. Um, and, you know, I guess Kanye West has said that President Trump said, you know, you're, it's not going to go well for you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but Cassandra tweeted this out. I want you guys to see this next video, which is, I don't think anybody understands how popular it's over to the right. Oh, you can play that one in a second. Don't close it down. To the right, to the right, to the right, to the right. Don't close anything down. Just, okay, right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone has any idea how popular this man is. And here's Kanye West. Nice jacket, by the way, in this video here with uh, him meeting with fans. I love when parents are like, come on, boys, let's go. Let's go. Okay. It's hilarious. All right. So. Is this just hilarious to me? So Cassandra, Cassandra says that um, this guy named Giorno, who used to work for Trump, is now working for West's 2024 campaign. Um, though Trump allegedly flew off the handle at Yay, uh, Yiannopoulos says that he was dazzled by Fuentes. Um, Trump's campaign has not responded. Now we do know that he has responded. He didn't know who uh, Fuentes was. Um, the, Bailey, the, the Daily Beast was first with a story reporting Fuentes' presence at the Mar-a-Lago, but citing an anonymous source said Fuentes did not dine with Trump. That report is now contradicted by Kanye's video, uh, the reported text messages Kanye has since released, and the on-record statements from two purported attendees. Now, it, it, is, it does make a difference who Trump eats with, and I guess he did eat with them. Uh, these latest revelations turn... Um, what could have been a minor story into a major national narrative where the GOP frontrunner for president, the former president, um, what I, I, I hate, I hate when they put that in there. Um, and this is kind of, I don't know if, 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 um, Kanye was setting Trump up or whatever, but, um, I would like to go over some of, uh, who, who, uh, Nick Fuentes is. I have heard him personally. I, when he was on Twitter before, 
Um, I watched him and his minions go after a pro-life girl who uh, had had a baby outside of wedlock. She was going to have an abortion. She decided to have this baby, and now she is a pro-life spokeswoman. And they went after her. They called her a whore. And I tweeted that out. I have a very small Twitter account right now. And somebody came back and said, you know, she deserved it. She was a grifter. There's no such thing as grifting. If you had a baby that you were going to abort, and now you're a pro-life speaker, you're not a grifter. You're saving babies' lives. And you had an experience. Exactly. Um, and even if you, even if she was, you, the, 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 the vitriol and the anger that these boys have, I don't know what is wrong with them, but this, the, this Nick crew, okay, uh, they are, he has turned them into vile hate machines and it's, they are the equivalent of the left. Uh, it's almost demonic, uh, and they claim to be Christians and they actually, uh, chanted Christ is King in Washington, DC. And we, and we shared it. And then, so I followed, I started following on Twitter. Then I started seeing all these just really nasty posts. Now on the one hand, they pretend to be biblical and yada, 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 but they're very, very mean and just awful. Um, so Fuentes is a racist. Fuentes was at the Charlottesville white supremacy and Nazi March. Fuentes posted just hours. So when the, when, here's the thing, is he controlled opposition? Is he just, what is he doing? Like, is he biding like, his time? Like with yeah. the, because here's the thing, it was a unite the right rally and, uh, Gavin McGinnis pulled out and then these weird white supremacists show up. Um, I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to play a clip uh, of his. It says uh, on Jim Crow segregation, it was better for them. Um, so this is the guy, just for those of you that are just joining us, that mm -hmm. Kanye West brought with him unannounced mm -hmm. to have dinner with Trump. It was better for them too, number one, but number two, who cares? Who cares? You know, enough with the Jim Crow stuff. Who cares? Oh, they had to drink out of a different water fountain. Big fucking deal. Oh no, they had to go to a different school. Their water fountain in that famous picture was worse. Who cares? Grow up. Drink out of the fucking water fountain. It's just water. It's the same. You know? And, uh, you know, even if it was bad. Who cares? Who cares? It's better. It's better in general. We all agree it was better for them. It's better for us. Better in general. It was better okay. for them. He's so blatant about it. It just totally seems like controlled right. opposition Right. And they scroll down. Uh, here's him talking about the Holocaust. Power to cook a batch of cookies and Cookie Monster has 15 ovens working 24 hours a day, every day for five years. How long does it take Cookie Monster to make 6 million batches of cookies? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Certainly, uh... <laughs> oh, no, no. It doesn't really sound correct to me. Wait a second. It takes one hour to cook a batch of cookies, and you have 15 ovens, probably in four different kitchens, right? Doing 24 hours a day, every day for five years. How long would it take you to make 6 million? Hmm, I don't know. It certainly wouldn't be five years, right? Uh, the math doesn't seem to add up there. The math doesn't quite seem to add up there. I don't think you'd result uh, in six million, maybe 200 to 300,000 cookies. And I think the Red Cookie Association said something like that, probably 200 to 300,000 cookies baked, probably. And in addition, you know, in this hypothetical, I imagine that if you took aerial photographs over the kitchens, you would need to see certain smokestacks to release so you can pause it. You just smoke see. from baking the cookies. So and that's the... just a little bit of this guy. You can go to Benny Johnson from 2019. Um, he uh, he's deeply he he really hates Jewish people. He called Matt Walsh, Walsh a race traitor because he works for Jewish people. Um, 
it's funny because all the Jewish people I know like are white to me and they're just like white people. So, but like to them, it's like a race, but it's not really race. Um, it's very strange because like Jewish people were born in po like, Polish people. Mm -hmm. And you know, when, a uh, um, when asked if he is hurt in his daily existence by Jews, he says, I told you, yes, absolutely. He also said it, it would be degenerate for a white person to sleep with a black person. Oh dear God. Um, and then he, and th this is what gets me is his, he's so sexist. Are you a woman? Well, Fuentes doesn't think you should have a political opinions and doesn't believe you should have the right to vote. Uh, he is also perfectly fine using disparaging remarks like slut and the B word to describe women. And on rape, it's not so big of a deal. It's this not is so no, big of a deal. I'm telling you right now, no one talks like that. This guy is controlled opposition just to make the right look bad. Nobody sounds like that. And to radicalize. How is he, and to radicalize, you're right. Yeah. How is he? going viral like how does he have how does he have the ear of kanye west again god love kanye but he's not the best at choosing the people that he associates with and he calls trump out for the same thing i'm like but kanye you do the same thing you get sur you surround yourself by people that are legit taking advantage of you and leading you down the wrong path <laughs> this just pray for him. Yeah. And then I guess when Richard Spencer was still allowed on, uh, he says, I think it's more strategic. I don't want to do a tweet storm on this, but perhaps I must. Allie and others in my reading are attempted to create a neo-alt-right or basically an alt-right that never moved beyond November 7th, 2016. Nick is the perfect figure to lead this. Um, and so... That must have been a reference into Ali Alexander. Wow. So again, reminder, this is the guy that Kanye West brought with him to Mar-a-Lago to have dinner with Trump. Yeah. Yes. And so that is, that's why it's really bad. But I have another video here for you where Kanye West is putting out other videos. Uh, he's trying to, in, in defense of himself. Um, so if you play this next one, yeah, go ahead. Kanye West, now known as Ye, is one of the best-selling musical artists in the world. He's also in recent years become a celebrated and very highly paid fashion designer. And of course, for a decade, he was well-known to TV audiences as an in-law of the Kardashian family. But it's West's latest incarnation as a kind of Christian evangelist that brought us to his office in Los Angeles today for the interview you're about to see. Days ago, during Fashion Week in Paris, West, accompanied by his friend Candace Owens, unveiled a t-shirt that read simply, White Lives Matter. The response from the fashion industry and international media was instantaneous and uniform. Shock, horror, rage. We have got to cancel him, and I know we should not try to be in a cancel culture, but we've got to hit him in his pockets now. I gave him my opinion, you know, uh, to never be hurtful to nobody or nothing like this, and trust in God. What was strikingly missing from the coverage, however, was any explanation for why West did this. What was the t-shirt about? No one seemed to think to ask him, much less to listen to what he had to say. Look, I forgive him for the things that he said, because I already identified with something's going on that I don't understand. Instead, the enemies of his ideas dismissed West, as they have for years, as mentally ill. Listen, okay, I don't think Kanye is crazy at all. I think he's possibly not well. Harley Pasternak. Pasternak was explaining that West had better stop saying, quote, crazy stuff. In other words, he'd better get back on script or else he would be severely punished. Quote, second option, if you don't shut up, quote, 
I'd have you institutionalized again, where they medicate the crap, crap out, out of you, you and you go and you back, go back to, to zombie land. land forever. Play date, play date with the kids just won't be the same. This is the way a Hollywood, a Hollywood trainer was talking to me to force me to go and like apologize, right? But they could control LeBron James. They can control Jay-Z and Beyonce. Well, not you, man. But they can't control me. You not see, you. it ain't no name I won't name. It's up. Oh, boy. There you go. Yeah. If anything, I think that a Kanye West 2024 presidential run will be interesting. So it'll, it, we'll, be, we'll be talking about it. It'll be fun. It's shaking things up. Um, the last one I wanted to leave you with is uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. saying Google is a vaccine company. All the way to the right of the Twitter. Yeah, there. Oh, nope, nope, not that one. one. To the left. Got it. One thing people need to know is, is that Google is a vaccine company. Google, parent company Alphabet and Verily, um, have a, a series of sister subsidiaries of Google's. That actually manufacture vaccines, flu vaccines, and other vaccines, and they're make, and they're partnering with all the pharmaceutical companies. So Google has a seven hundred and sixty-one million dollar partnership with Glaxo, and what they're doing is they're harvesting medical information. That's a huge part of their business, and then they're selling it to the pharmaceutical companies. Or they're partnering with the pharmaceutical companies. So that they can uh, use that medical, they can tell what your buying habits are, they can hear you cough listening to Siri, and that um, all of these, you know, the surveillance systems they're erecting and the informational systems and how we use them and what we purchase is all turned into sellable data is now going to the vaccine companies and the big pharmaceutical companies and they're partnered with them. And so you know, they're really just part of the big part of the industry. Yep, pretty much. Well said. Well said indeed. All right. So last but not least, uh, we will be, we're going to do a mail call here in a second. Um, but we, like Leah said earlier, the interview that we did this week with Dr. Eric Naputi was so good. We also did a Thanksgiving special on Monday night. The, the feedback that I've gotten from that, it's so great. Like a lot of people are watching it and sharing it. So yesterday was Thanksgiving. I count the whole weekend as Thanksgiving. I'm not ready to get my Christmas decorations out just yet. You guys know how near and dear we hold the pilgrims. So that inter that it was, we had uh, Scott Kesterson of Bards FM. We had Donica Hudson, Craig Seibert, Leo and Nancy Martin. I mean, just a whole host of people. Jo Dr. John Diamond, he was only there, there briefly, but it was really, really a fun interview. Banners for Freedom, Robert and Jamie Ag. So I want to encourage you guys to go and watch that. It was really, really fun. So we're going to do a mail call, but guess what? I made a thing. Are you ready? That's it. I, I, that's, oh, that's, that's fun. Yeah. All right. So um, <laughs> this one is actually kind of fun because this is from um, two sisters. Which is so fitting. I yeah. love hearing from you guys. Now, I said this the other day to somebody in a an email. I was like, guys, you don't even understand what it... I love hearing from you. You do all of these videos. You know when our YouTube was taken down, we had 3,000 videos 
and our YouTube was taken down two years ago. So you do all of these videos and you kind of wonder who's watching on the other side. So yes. to hear, to get these letters means so much to us. Now we have two letters from John Thoroughman. We're not going to do those today, but we'll do the ones with the sisters, right? Um, yeah, this is from uh, Joanne. Joanne and Margaret. And I'm just kind of going to go over a little bit of this. It's so funny. Um, she says, I pray that Lord guides my words and speaks through me to bless you and encourage you. And she says, my sister and I, I'm going to show you these books they sent. Uh, uh, sent you this book because we know your deepest desire is to know the truth. When I first heard uh, about you, you were on Scott's show. I laughed and laughed because you two reminded me of me and my sister. We too run a small farm and homestead. We have been hearing the call of God to secure our land and to subdue it. We grow our own food. We save seed and 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 process their own meat. That's amazing. Uh, it's been quite the adventure. I never thought this was possible, but through God, all things are possible. Amen. She had a really rough upbringing which is kind of an amazing that her and her sister are together. Um, her, she was born and raised in Southern California, and her mother was 13 when she was born, and her father was 15. And she was um, given up to adopt adoption and was adopted by a Hispanic family, unfortunately, that was full of drugs and alcohol and all kinds of abuse. Uh, and then she left home at 13 years old, and she uh, actually became homeless. And then she put herself in foster care. And after home after home, she found uh, where she fit in. At the age of 17, 17, the Lord set up an amazing miracle and put her in a home with a single mom who grew up in missions. Uh, she is still my mom. And she is my mom and still is to this day. And then she says, fast forward. Uh, she has led the life of a, mi a missionary. She walked the Christian path uh, like everyone told her to. Uh, but she had so many deep wounds, you could just imagine. So um, in 1999, she walked away from God and life became toxic. Uh, and then in 2011, she was just done. She fell on her face before God and gave him all of herself. She said, I told him, I don't care if I'm homeless or where, where I go um, or what I had. I needed him to be my savior for real. As direct word came to me, she says, you have allowed the world to try to heal you, but I'm going to show you what true healing That's is. So this was the beginning of my, a new life. My metamorphosis my metamorphism for say uh, i sat in my room for hours and hours crying out to him reading and researching his word um and then god taught her how to read ancient hebrew uh, and she translated the books of the bible straight from hebrew she started to see him with new eyes and her sister her best friend and her true sister in christ became true partners in finding and searching for truth as iron sharpens iron so they're not true real sisters they're just lies. they're sisters in christ but i guess oh. I believe that you can have a connection with somebody that is stronger than blood. Oh, interesting. Okay. So she is a Christian mom and then there's a new there's a new person in her life? I thought it was like uh, her, her, her sister. The Christian mom is not her sister, I don't think. Okay. Okay. All right. Iron We're following. Iron, We've got truth this. replacing lies. Upon searching, uh, the Lord led me um, in the, to this book here. And um, she's, she's really excited. She says, you two are like a breath of fresh air. You speak so much truth. And I'm encouraged by the truth you speak that are not common in the church buildings. I tell you all this is to say, I believe this book will open your eyes. So uh, now while you that, read that, I, or while you pull the books out, you can show that to him. Um, here, Joanne kind of explains the books a little bit better. I would like to thank you for all you guys do for the kingdom. You ladies have blessed our lives in so many ways. 
I pray that the foundational truths in this book will bless you both as well. We found this to be completely life-changing. I believe that understanding and walking in these truths are the key to overcome the evils we face. When we understand the difference between spirit and soul, and we can discern this not only within ourselves, but others, we can, we cannot be so easily swayed by the whims of the enemy. The Shama Elam's uh, website is full of study material on just about anything. Maybe you will find it as valuable as we have. I only listen on Rumble, Narrow Arrow 17. I leave plenty of feedback. I believe you guys met with Margaret on meet with Margaret on Facebook in the live chats. I pray that Father continues to shine the light in your paths and that you both are able to fulfill the works he has set for you both in the foundations of time. Many blessings, Romans 8.22, Joanne. Thank you, Joanne. So the books that she that they have sent are the seven spirits of God, which are in the Bible. It talks about the seven spirits of God. Um, so I'm interesting to see um, the seven spirits of God here. And then also the, the seven evil spirits. Um, mankind, including the Christian church, have generally associated the word evil with actions that break every simple and well-defined or moral religious rules. This, however, has prevented man truly understanding the more subtle dimensions of evil uh, to the point that even those within religious and traditional circles wholeheartedly consider certain evil behavior as good or acceptable. This book will help you delve into the subtle aspects of what evil really is and the biblically-based perspective into its seven dimensions. This book introduces you how these dimensions interact and manifest themselves. As you begin to discern the seven spirits of evil, you will be able to understand why certain people around you behave a certain way, and you'll be able to shield your heart from evil attitudes and actions around you. Um, this is very interesting here. Hmm. So we'll we'll check. Looks like it out. there's a ton of scripture throughout yeah. this these books, like a lot of like mostly scripture. Mm. How do you get a big book without plagiarizing something? Use the Bible. <laughs> that's, that's a tip. All well, right, so Margaret thank and you Joanne, thank you. It's so so good, so to, good hear to hear from you, you and uh, that you guys have a homestead. And I'm so excited for you guys in your journey and just getting to know you a little bit and hearing your story was so touching and really, really powerful. And I love that you both wrote us a note. Like yeah. that really meant a lot. You yeah. want to do another one? Yeah. All right, let's do Lori's card. Where's Lori? So we're still praying for Lori. She got the yeah. shedding from the jab and, yeah. and she's still God healing back, but she sent a Thanksgiving card. Happy Thanksgiving with the turkey. Gobble, 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 gobble. And always she sends InfoWars stickers, which I love there. So she says, um, have a blessed and great Thanksgiving together. Hope all is well. And she says she's hanging on there and she talks about her D-dimer levels. Um, so just keep uh, Lori in your prayers. Yes. Uh, but thank you, uh, Lori. She says, I don't know about Twitter, but I might go back on. We'll see. Because she watches us on BitChute and Rumble. Right. So. All right. We can do one more. And then do you want to do the package? Sure. The big, the box here? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, then we'll save the other ones for Sunday. Okay. Okay, so I did, um, Lee and I had opened the, and I'll tell, I'm just going to be straight up honest. We had opened the book package. Yeah. Because sometimes people send us books and they're, and we're kind of like caught off guard. Like, well, what is this? We kind of want to have an idea of what it is first. Um, so some, but, but I love opening a package live on air because then you get to see our, initial reaction, which is always really fun. So these are from uh, friends of ours in Minnesota. There, looks like Mike and Diane. So I don't know what it is, but we're about to find out what Mike and Diane sent there. Phone block. Oh, more books. It is more books. <laughs> we'll find out. Is there a note with them? Please be a note. I think it feels like there's a note in this one. 
Okay. There is a note. Here we go. All right. I think that's that. Whoa. Gotta watch that. Shoot. Did I lose our. I hope we didn't lose our mic there. Okay. All right. Let me read the note here. Mike and Diane, Michelle and Leah. 2,000 years ago, there was a happening which sent 1,400 disciples into the streets of Jerusalem to present the gospel to the million-plus people arriving in Jerusalem for the celebration of the giving of the law. Even though Paul spoke of this in 1 Corinthians 15, and this happening was common knowledge to the people then, almost no one knows of this now. The most amazing spirit helper orchestrated event of all time. Luke wrote of it, Paul, John, and when Matthew and Mark recorded record of the event, it was a mandate given by Jesus and angels to attend. But the 11, Judas was already dead, never went. John spelled that out very clearly. But there were more than 2,000 men, women, and children that showed up for the celebration and then went with Jesus up to Jerusalem. This is their story. So why is this important now? My wife and I have been watching you two girls for some time now, and you are amazing. Loved your chickens are easy line in your Mike Adams interview. But Michelle hit off on some stuff after the election loud and clear. The mess this world is in is never going to be fixed by one person sitting in an office. Every born again, one of us is going to have to take our place and do our part. Each one called, each one equipped, each one empowered, each one anointed. I like to say that through the new birth, all men are created equal. There is no caste system in God's house, the heaven castle ship. We each have an equal volume blended portion of our father, heavenly father's DNA in us, different but equal. Jesus is the only one who is all things to everyone. We look like Jesus because we have the same heavenly father. There is no way that Peter's day of Pentecost sermon planted and got a harvest of thousands in one day. Gardening does not work that way. He just picked up some stragglers from those who had heard the gospel presented to them for up to 40 days. And all of life and godliness gospel from those who had taken their place and were doing their part. Thank you so much for all of you do, this Mike is, and Dan. They wrote these books. No way! Oh, that's awesome! So, Mark and Diane were born-again believers when they met at Children's Bible Camp Aww. and started dating in 1974. That's As a awesome. family, they've raised three children, built a business, and developed specialty machinery for the log, for log furniture and log building industry. Nice. As of this writing, they continue to live in the home that they built near their business shops in northern Minnesota. So... This, these are fictional books to tell a story. Nice. Wow, you guys, a fictional Okay, book? okay, like, that's, that's really awesome. All right, no, I can say your last names. We try not to give last names on air. Well, you have to, um, so you can find the book. So, how do you spell our last name? Um, H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-Man. M-A-N-N or N? One, N. All right. So, I'm just trying to find, the war is over, so here we go. So I'll read it's, the back. The man was on a mission, and someone was going to get some news. Each person in the little cluster braced themselves in their own way. The message was for one of them. As the runner came around the last descending bend on Jordan's west bank, they could identify him as Benjamin from the house of Heis, Hes, 27 miles away near Bethany. Benjamin is used to deliver is used to delivering messages. In this case, he has been hired by two sisters to find Jesus and deliver their message that Lazarus is sick. But when Jesus sends him back with a return message, everyone, including Benjamin, is surprised. Why would Jesus wait three days to come when the situation is so dire? The answer is in the miraculous raising of Lazarus after being four days dead. But this living proof of Jesus' divinity sparks an evil plot by the Pharisees to do away not only with Lazarus, but Jesus himself. 
And soon Lazarus and the whole family must embark on a journey they never anticipated. They will meet inspiring characters, learn of Jesus' love and provision, and discover the ultimate truths of life. Uh, join author Mike and Diane Heinzman for an incredible odyssey of faith, hope, and love in Stonehouse. The war is over. So they're going to have to tell us how we can get these books to you guys because it looks like on Amazon they are out of stock right now, out of print right now. Ah. So Okay, anybody who can write a fictional book is amazing in my eyes, and this looks Absolutely. like a legit These look awesome. Book. The Shadow of the Masada. The second book. Two big books, by the way. And what do you see? Cyphorus was silent for a moment or two. His face twitched slightly as he slipped into his imagined surroundings, hiding in the twilight of the Masada Mountain sundown. Evening sunshine, a time of long shadows, three girls, sisters by appearance, friends also, seated on Masada's outer wall, a thousand feet above the earth below, fearless in their youth. The eldest is in the center, with a sibling on each side, facing, facing east, the sun is burning on their backs. Masada's mountain shadow moves across the earth. In the instant, their fortress shadow dips its toe into the first rippling waters of the Dead Sea. All three girls in unison stretch out their hands to the sky. Time passes, and for the entire journey of Masada's shadow across the sea, their arms stretch and their fingers grasp, continually open and clench, stretch, strain to grab hold of some unseen something in the sky above. Traveling on, Masada's shadow reaches the Dead Sea, sees distant shore, and each hand uh, then does lastly close tightly. Silence is a permeating sound. Slowly, silently, each arm is lowered, as one would lower their country's flag at end, day's end. Reverently, respectfully, whatever has transpired has ended, and these three small girls climb down from Masada's fortress walls. Th that is what I see. This is what I have watched you do. But what it means, I do not know. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, super exciting. I bet this is going to be really fun. So if you guys want to get these books, send me an email and I will then email uh, or try to get a hold of them and see if we can figure out how to do that. Because I was looking online because they look really, really good. Um, and I would, and, and we'll find out. We will read them and find out. So thank you for that, Mike and Diane. Um, they, that wood product line can be seen on YouTube. Um, it's on the back of the book here under, uh, Tenonizer. Search oh. Tenonizer on you YouTube. Here, let me do it on my side. So that way if I find it, then we can, the, okay, hang on. We're going to find it. Tenonizer. Here we go. Wait a minute. Did you, you didn't do it on YouTube? Let me look. Oh, well, I was just, all right, we'll find it there. There it is. I'm quicker. You're faster than me. Oh, is that them? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And the middle of the work piece. Okay, you guys are awesome already. This is really fun. So now we've got another channel to check out. Whoa, look at their furniture. No way. You could make this. Tenonizer's TC22 drill. It's good. See how crooked that thing is? So I'm going to go in the middle. workpiece instead of the middle of the end and it will balance out the head because this is like an hour long and video go like this and go oh right there that's directly in line okay, this is a good shot look at that this is really well done down at the far end okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go forward here go to the end only because i i wish i had more time 
this, he's doing this whole thing in a video. Them on the wow, this is um, a drilling jig made of wood and no welding. Okay, Very that's precisely amazing. aligned tenons every time for $10. Oh my gosh. You guys are so awesome. My Hold mom is down. totally going to be watching your channel now. I want you to see. I want you to see. Oh my gosh. Look at all their look at the cattle. Look at these cattle. Okay. You guys are so fun. So fun. Oh my gosh. This is great. Scroll down. There's like wood woodworking stuff. Just keep going. I'm going. Oh, did it? Wasn't seeing the same thing you were seeing. I don't know. I'm just in their videos. Log Furniture 101. Ah, and they were in uh, January 6th. Good for you guys. So this two, this was from, where is there? I'll go to their home page. Okay. Log Furniture. Nice. Okay, that's super cool. Tenonizer Tech. 4,000 pounds. No, 3,000 pounds and four gallons. And the thing about the oil, if... So now you guys have a new surface, channel that you can go and subscribe and watch. This looks so fun. Yeah, that is amazing. And you guys are awesome. So Mike and Diane, thank you for introducing yourselves. And that's just what I'm saying. You do all these videos and you have no idea who's watching you. You've got Mike and Diane, the furniture people that are authors of fiction books. I mean, I love hearing from you guys and finding out who you are. So please, please write us letters. Tell us who you are. P.O. Box 107 Milford, Ohio 45150. I can guarantee you that my mom, Patriot Gallery, is going to become one of your uh, new viewers on your channel, like hands down, bar none, she's going to be addicted. And I'm going to, I'm looking forward to looking at these videos as well. So, so good to meet you. Cause I feel like now we've literally digitally met, you know? So, all right, we have to go. Thank you guys. I'm intrigued. He's like literally legit, like this giant log with this chainsaw. He's like, like he did without a sawmill. He's just like, it's awesome. Oh my gosh. Go and get him. So good. All right, we will be back on Sunday for our world news program at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But before we head out, Leah can't even pay attention. She's losing her mind here. I love your channel. I think it's awesome. I can't believe he's doing all that. Tenonizer, if you're, if you're listening on the MP3, uh, T-E-N-O-N-I-Z-E-R, Tenonizer, that's their he channel on YouTube. He legit turned his chainsaw and he just, boom, he just sliced these into slabs. You're going to make me go back and find it. Yeah, this one, right? Better than a laser-guided chainsaw. Watch okay, here this. we go. Wait, they're not watching. Okay. Look at all this stuff. Hang on, we'll switch over. We will show it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. This is just cool, man. You what they cut out of it. Watch. Try this in the worst conditions. Hang on. The level here maybe can make it work. Finding a way through. It's up. In three days. That's really genius. That's amazing. No way he did that. Like I'm shocked because I've used chainsaws. It's so hard to make any kind of straight cut like that. Just wow.
unbelievable. Boom. That's so good. That's, a, that's it's shocking. What? I just can't even. That's, I've never seen anything, I've never seen anything like that. Boom, four slaps that of the chainsaw. No way. No way that you just did that. Unbelievable. Boom. Unbelievable, Mike. So good, so good. All right, you guys, before I let you go, today is Black Friday. Like I said at the start of the show, I really want to encourage you to get your stuff from my pillow for Christmas. Let me get rid of the Thanksgiving thing there. This time, don't go to mypillow.com forward slash RC or resistance. Just go to mypillow.com. That's where the sales are. But you can use our promo code to get the sales. The towels have never, I've never seen them this cheap. The six set, the two big towels that I love and the medium towels and the hand towels. So $29.99 is as cheap as they are going to be. Hands down, bar none. Get a bunch of them for your family for Christmas. They will thank you. Everyone that you know needs them. Also, the slippers are still $49.99. Yeah. It's an incredible deal. So I'm telling you what, Black Friday sale. I don't know how long it's going to last. Maybe it'll last all weekend. If it's not, I'm ordering mine tonight, literally tonight. This is when I'm going to do them. Getting it done. MyPillow.com, promo code RC. Don't use the forward slash. You won't get all the, the deals. You need to just go straight to the MyPillow.com. Click on the Black Friday sales. Use promo code RC. You'll get your deals. Okay. I think that that's it. Let me see if there's any comments that I need to read. You guys have been amazing uh, tonight. Let's see. Um, oh, earlier in the show, somebody had said that they were shocked to not see us on Brideon. They just started playing a bunch of reruns. They may not have even played us at six o'clock. I don't know. They, all oh, the producers took time off. They deserve it for Thanksgiving. So we had no Brighty on show. So tonight's the show. This, you get the whole thing on Rumble here tonight. If you've been tuning in, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory, but it's the truth. Leah is obsessed with your site, Mike. It's not that she's not paying attention to you guys as we say goodbye. She truly does love you, but now she's Trying enthralled website. by got... Mike uh, Heintzman. Am I saying that right? Tenonizer Technology Inc. I'm trying to see what kind of stuff that they sell. That's uh, they awesome. sell Their site looks amazing. Chainsaw, um, and this they... is so cool. Tenonizer.com. Tenonizer. T-E-N-O-N-I-Z-E-R.com. Yeah, Tenonizer.com. That looks awesome. So they also, that would be amazing Christmas shopping for you guys. We have to support the parallel economy. We have to support Patriots and what they do. We don't have a choice. This is not an Amazon Christmas. I'm telling you what, this is going to be a different year. So they sell logs. Nice. Ready to, ready to use. And I was wondering about that. And they say they sell log circle. They sell a log circle stairway treads. No way. So if you want stairway treads, they'll make that's really awesome. So cool. Wow. So, so cool. I don't even have it up right now. Do you want me to pull it up? You can if you want. Okay. Well, if Leah's looking at it, then it's only fair for the rest of the class to see it. You don't get to just Ten go do... I got it. You don't get to just look at it yourself. we got to share with the rest of the class. Can they see it? They will now. One second. Here we go. And then I got dogs that need to go out. Here we go. Go to tools and machine and then scroll down Whoa. to the scroll down to the log circle stairway treads. I don't have any logs. The bottom stairway. Left. I'm, that's it. Bottom left. Oh there. Okay, there we go. Oh yeah, that's amazing. You too can make that yourself. Wow. So cool. That one. Yeah. Whoa. 
Awesome. All right, guys. We love you. God loves you. Uh, very cool. Thank All right. You, you got a lot of homework to do. Eric Naputi, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. We are so thankful. Happy Thanksgiving back. Can I get a little swipe swipe? That's from You've Got Mail. Yep. We are so thankful for you guys. We want to hear from you. Please send us your letters. I love getting to know the people that are on the other side of the screen means more to us than you can possibly imagine. We love you. God loves you. God bless. We'll see you on Sunday. Have a wonderful rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Gobble, gobble, gobble. i